got PEDs and competitive bridge. That's performance-enhancing drugs have entered the world of competitive bridge. You got a guy here. Bid it! Bid it! The world's top-ranked bridge player, Gear Hagelmo, as if I needed to tell you. Of right, course, you know, obviously. The, you know who the world's top-ranked bridge player. I've got his rookie card. I'll tell you, there's there are a few things I know less about than playing bridge. If you sat me down at a card table... With the cards already dealt. Right. And then you said, your oh, move. No. no, no. I would just no. look around. I don't. So, in the I don't comic. Know, I don't have any idea what I'm supposed to do. In the comic sections of newspapers back in the day, you'd have the comics. You'd have the, like, the jumble. You'd have the crossword puzzle. Then you'd have, like, the bridge column. Yeah. Where they'd have various, you know, deals and moves and stuff. And I used to look at that and try to puzzle out how the game worked. It looked super complicated. Lots of different terminology. And I've grown up hearing stories about uh, partners getting angry at each other. In bridge for not playing properly. Oh, you should have played the... Right, exactly. I think when we go to my grandma's house, they'd play, or maybe I saw that on Maud. I don't know. (laughs) It's similar to hearts and spades. Do you know either of those games? Eh. I know old people played them a lot while I was watching TV. Um, Anyway, this world's top bridge player, he got caught using synthetic testosterone and clomiphene. Which is a female. Not uh, good. It's, yeah, that's a good one. That's Lance Armstrong. There. <laughs> but you can understand how this would help you in a bicycle race. Right. But they did say this is true. They do have anti-doping rules. Whether or not those substances have any impact on a competitor's ability is not completely known. But they do know this. A study found that winners of chess tournaments show higher testosterone lever- levels than the losers. After or during? That's a very good question. If you, if you, That's the key. If you win at anything, at anything, your testosterone level goes up. I, That's I, a good question. It's also not that big of a leap that testosterone is highly related to competitiveness. And any time that you're competing in something... They think it's a they think it's a concentration aid, and a lot of bridge tournaments last a long time. Well, it'd have to be helpful if there's a physicality right. involved, and just in terms of staying alert for many hours. Sure, yeah, I get that. Okay, so the best bridge player in the world's a cheater. Nothing sacred anymore. I'll tell you that. I, I'm not going to be able to watch bridge this weekend like I'd planned on. <laughs> and finally, on the this bridge channel. Finally, this before we get to clips of the week. Yes. How many eggs does the average American eat every year? Wrong. It's five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Government uh, numbers say Americans are eating the most eggs they have in fifty years. The incredible edible egg. The average American eats almost three hundred eggs a year. What? It's almost one a day. Keep f-ing that chicken. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, when I have. Eggs, I usually have more than one, so I would make up for the days that I miss. I just had two today, I think. Look at you. <laughs> Joe's one of those guys who walks around with a hard-boiled egg in his mouth all the time. Oh, yeah. That's kind of his thing. It's his gimmick. Tucked in my cheek. <laughs> well, you're saving then that I, one for later. Then I get, when I get hungry, I go ahead and crack the <laughs> shell. I, I swallow the shell, too. I eat it for the minerals. There you go. Uh, there you go. The low point for egg consumption was 1995, when the I average American was only eating 229 eggs a year. <laughs> I remember that time. It was a tough time. It's a tough time. Egg farmers refer to it as the Dark Ages. Uh, well, that was back when they were telling us that uh, protein and cholesterol were the worst thing we could ever eat. And <laughs> eggs were dangerous. And to load up on carbs, lots of carbs, the sugarier the better. Which I'm brought to you by bribes to your legislature. <laughs> Big sugar. How about that? Marco Rubio. I like little Marco in a lot of ways. A lot of policy ways, I'm, I'm with him. 
Some I'm not, but thirsty. You ever seen a guy sweat like that? All right. The way he drinks water. So, uh, but he's you know a Florida senator, and he's constantly flogging the uh, the subsidies for big sugar, which is just indefensible. When is America going to wake up to the fact that big sugar is a lot like big tobacco? It's producing a product that is virtually indefensible. Hmm. What's your best way to eat an egg? My final egg question. I really, really like eggs over easy. Yeah, uh, on uh, on a nice piece of toast. Yep, that's good. Toast toast with butter with an egg over easy on top of it. That's good eating. Right you know, there. my favorite uh, breakfast is these days. And if you saw me uh, weighing myself in the morning, you'd know this is true. Is the country Benedict, where you got a biscuit, a sausage patty. I'm with you so far. Then eggs, preferably an egg over easy. And or well, that's usually on top, and the the rest of the biscuit covered with sausage gravy. Oh yes, it's the country Benedict. Oh yeah, yeah. I need two of those right now. You could not eat two of those right now from the my favorite restaurant. I would love the challenge. Yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> yes. I I eat half of it, and I'm stuffed. Next morning, I eat the other half, and I'm stuffed. Awesome. Yeah, it's fabulous. No reason to eat that much food. You know, you might as well go down to a hog barn and listen to the f- hogs snort at each other as listen to this, honestly. <laughs> a couple of people with an eating problem. I just got these pancakes from a restaurant called uh, Pancakes, Egg, etc. Yes, man. It's uh, kind of a play on words. Oh, You know, I've been trying to figure out psychologically my eating thing lately. And because uh, I don't really care about food much. I never have. I've accused you of being hard of tasting. Food's just not my thing. I can't imagine discussing it or, or, or caring about where you eat tonight or you go on vacation and you figure out where you, that all what seems so wine stupid. to pair with it. it just seems so stupid to me. And I don't care. So why am I eating so much lately? And, and with my current lifestyle with work, children and and one kid that's got some real difficulties, I think it's the only choice I get every day. Mm, yeah, I think or, it might be something there. It's the only or pleasure, place. you know. Even though it's kind of muted. Not, in see, your that's case. it. I don't think it. I don't. I don't think I get pleasure out of it. Okay. So I think there's something else psychologically going on. Okay. I think it's I get I'm in charge of this and I get to do what I want because there's no other aspect of my life I have any say over. I could buy that through an entire day. Yeah. I have no say over any of my time, <laughs> anything. Yes. And then there's a one I make thing. Jack do menial tasks. All the time, for instance. And here's sometimes I make Sean and Jack and Michael and Hanson do wheelbarrow races through balls. <laughs> That's and I think psychologically, <laughs> I'm saying, you know what? F you. I'm not supposed to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh. And then everything else in my life, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Wow. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do all day long, and mm. it's hard, and it's an ass kicker, mm. and it's tiring and expensive, and everything else, and it's not fun. But this, I'm going to do whatever I want, and you can't stop me. I'm going to eat this damn donut, even though it's a stupid idea. <laughs> All right, so like me, so I think it's that. you have diagnosed yourself, as I have, because I eat too much. Now are you going to do anything about it? I'm not. I think- I've tried. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to continue trying. But as a betting man, I do enjoy a wager. If I were betting for me or against me, I think I'd have to bet against me. I think a therapist would say i got to find a different place where I get to express my some control over my life. Right, exactly. I don't know what that would be. Self-abuse. I don't know, something. <laughs> Another thing I have, I have no for time instance. for. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Y'all have your own problems. Uh, describe them in detail. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, if you're a therapist, help me out. The rapist. 415-295. <laughs> <Trebek>. <laughs>
415-295-KFTC. That's therapists. <laughs> hey, how about this? Let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. The flyover states have become the passover states. That's why red state voters are so pissed off. They don't hate us. They want to be us. If I, if I had a choice today for a 10-year purchase of a 10-year bond that whatever it is, or, or buying the S&P 500 and holding it for 10 years, I'd, I'd buy the S&P in a second. Trader Joe's wants my business. <laughs> I think that 2019 is going to be the most vitriolic year in American politics since before the Civil War. Pretty sure Lady Gaga took home Bradley Cooper. But there are a lot of reasons not to be transparent about what we do in government. In a world of lies, deception, and fraud, we appreciate this honest guy at Michael Cohen, hashtag handsome, hashtag sexy. The point is, Mr. Cohen, did you lie to protect the president or did you lie to help yourself? I'm not sure how that helped me, sir. <laughs> I'm not sure how it did either. Right. <laughs> president called you a rat. We're better than that. We really are. He tells me that he didn't know about it, and I will take him at his word. Right. Meanwhile, Walmart just tapped a keg of Natty Light in the patio section said, go nuts. What we proposed was not the removal of all sanctions, but their partial removal. Well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? Mm. I would like to request of the unlimited free time class a remix, please, of Chairman Elijah Cummings saying, The president called you a rat! We're better than that! Please, a remix from Monday morning's Armstrong and Getty show. Put that to a beat. Can we post that clip at armstrongandgetty.com? A link to a sound file. A dangerous precedent as we'll get millions of requests for them. But we will not fulfill them. Uh, Text her in. Everybody likes Joe's fat guy voice. (laughs) They want more of that. So that's cool. Um, It's getting a little close to home, folks. So the... (laughs) College student journalist. Pretty soon I'm going to be able to do it effortlessly. <laughs> it's just your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm crying inside. Nick Irvin wrote the story that alerted us all to this professor that was advocating cop killing, and we're going to talk to him coming up. Especially about what the department head said when he asked some questions. You won't believe it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it's a bit of a mystery to us. We're, we're in the world of news, right? And uh, we follow a lot of it. And it's, it's a mystery to us. It's a mystery to everybody. How some things catch on and go viral and national and some things don't. 
I'm surprised this one hasn't yet exploded to the like level that the president has commented on it. Right. He, well, he's been a little busy, but true. It, it'd he's be, back. It'd be a good one for Trump to mention to talk about. This is how crazy California is, for instance. Right. If he wants to take on Kamala Harris or whoever's, but um, this is how crazy California is. You have university professors saying police should be shot. We'd be better off if they were murdered. Yeah, and how that is flying under the radar to the extent that it is, but we're trying to amplify it the best we can, and not only expose the professor and, and get him run out of town for for advocating the absolutely indefensible and, and a horror, especially in the wake of the murder of a young policewoman right in that town of Davis, California, but also expose the cowardly, mealy mouthed, indefensible activities of the uh, the administration of the University of California, Davis, among others. Uh, to discuss this and some of the more recent developments, uh, Nick Irvin rejoins us. Nick is a senior at UC Davis. He's the associate opinion editor for the California Aggie, which is the campus newspaper at UC Davis. Uh, Nick, uh, welcome back. Thanks for being here, first of all. Yeah, thanks for having me, I guess. So, listen, uh, what's really interesting to us is the way your inquiries are being treated by some of the people in power who you would think would be awfully concerned that they have somebody on you know uh, on their uh, their team advocating the murder of cops i mean for instance your contact with the uh, Gina Bloom the interim chair of the uh, english department how'd that go yeah so i sent her an email um soon after i had reached out to the professor and you know i guess i, I made it clear that uh, i was writing about um the professor's history of of making these types of comments and uh, overall the interaction did not go well. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, some of the things she wrote to you in front of you now? I do. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Hit us with what she wrote. Yeah. So um, after reaching out to her, she uh, immediately mentioned how the professor was quote a valued member of our department and the university community a strong and popular teacher, and a well-published scholar and poet whose work has been lauded across the world. And she questioned um, what... Okay, that's irrelevant, but go on. (laughs) So she questioned what I would gain from a conversation with her about the professor. And so I uh, hit back with uh, a full description of what I was writing, and I provided her with a link to uh, his statement uh, in 2016 or 2015, in which he said that cops need to be killed. Uh, I also quoted uh, his tweets that said he's thankful that every living cop will one day be dead, some by their own hand, some by others, too many of old age. Um, and so she knew the full extent of what I was writing about, and her response was uh, that I had fairly flimsy evidence and I was making some inflammatory connections. Uh, and I told her that I didn't think I was. I had talked to many students uh, who had expressed concern about what the professor had said, and I also told her that... Because I I think we can assume he amplifies those feelings in classes. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, And so if if not even about the professor, I still wanted to talk about what was and what, or what is and what isn't okay uh, to teach at a, at a university setting uh, in, in the English department. And so I gave her the opportunity uh, to talk about this, and she ended with saying that she was extremely busy at the moment, 
<clears throat> and would not be able to talk further about this. She I'm, was too busy to talk to you. I'm too busy to discuss the fact that I have an employee beneath me. I'm his boss, who's a pro-cop killing. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of a thing. She's just hoping it'll go away. And that gets to the whole, I don't know how some stories catch on and some don't, but she's just hoping she can ride it out, which, you know, is something we advocate all the time when you've got a crisis. Ride it out and everybody's attention gets turned to something else. But, yeah, that's that's pretty damned weak. She's clearly not bothered by it. She, well, she makes no indication she's bothered by this commentary. She claimed that you took her comments out of contact, out of context. Uh, do you think you did? Uh, no, not at all. I think I gave her every opportunity to uh, respond, to meet with me. Um, I even gave her the chance to meet with me and talk about general principles of academic freedom. You know, I, clearly she didn't want to talk about the professor at all. And so at the very least, I just wanted to hear what the English department leadership had to say. And she wouldn't even give me the time of day to do that. Well, they have nothing to say because they know it can't be defended. It's literally indefensible. Uh, Nick Irvin, UC Davis Senior Associate Opinion Editor of the California Aggie, uh, the sort of journalist we need with guts and, and and principles. Nick, well done. We will stay in touch on this. Thanks a million. And, and folks, go to armstrongandgetty.com and uh, click on the link to get rid of this maniac. It's The link is Terminate Joshua Clover. That's the professor in question. And yeah, let's... Make it clear to them, no, we don't think it's okay. Again, that's armstrongandgetty.com. I'm all for freedom, but freedom to advocate murder of cops? Good Lord. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a lot of tensions. A lot of tensions running between two countries. They are neighbors. They are nuclear powers. We're going to get into that. We've also got another Democrat tossing his hat into the presidential ring. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Try to get the kids out to see the third How to Train a Dragon this week because they saw one and two in the last couple of weeks. If it takes three times, you're too easy on your dragon. That's what I say. I'm hoping it'll lure my youngest son out of the house. Haven't had him out of the house in a whole week. He won't leave the house. Sometimes oh, if you come across the right thing, he'll leave. Yeah, those, the house. those movies. I love the first one. I think that's the only one I've seen. I assume you use some treats and a rolled-up newspaper? No. Like you train anything? Oh. you got to rub their nose in it. Exactly. Everybody knows that that's the way you do it. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, i got to tell you, one of the world's most dangerous areas, Pakistan and India. Pakistan handing over an Indian pilot captured after his plane was shot down by the Pakistani military this week in a dramatic confrontation between the two nuclear-armed rivals over the disputed Kashmir region. Pakistani officials brought the pilot to the border crossing with India, handed him back over today. Uh, That's a good move. Glad they did that. Everybody keep cool. Pakistani's prime, uh, Pakistan's prime minister, Imran Khan, said an address to parliament, we are releasing the Indian pilot as a goodwill gesture. The current tension started with a suicide bombing in Kashmir two weeks ago, claimed by a terrorist group that killed 40 Indian troops. India responded with an airstrike Tuesday in Pakistan, and the back and forth has continued. So they're trying to tamp that down somewhat. You know, if you had a neighbor who had pit bulls, weren't even his pit bulls, they're just living in his yard, right? and they occasionally run through the fence and bite your children, and you go to your neighbor and you say, dude, you've got to do something about that, and he just shrugs his shoulders, sooner or later, you'd go into his yard and you'd kill those pit bulls. 
Sorry to pick on uh, the fine American uh, Staffordshire Terrier or whatever the formal name is. Um, that's the way India feels about Pakistan because Pakistan says, "Yeah, we know they're terrorist lunatics, but uh, right, we just we're not doing anything about it." And then they killed dozens of uh, Indian soldiers. Well, and a couple Think of years if ago, somebody did that to the U.S. We yeah. go nuts. Remember a couple of years ago when they went into that big hotel in the middle of right. uh, the city, Mumbai, yeah, and killed hundreds of people. Right. Washington Governor Jay Inslee, with, with by the way, the tacit approval of the uh, Pakistani intelligence services. Washington Governor Jay Inslee is entering the 2020 presidential race. The Democrat from Seattle announcing yes! his kind this of is a game changer. Announcing his candidacy this morning and called defeating climate change our country's next mission and the most urgent challenge of our time. He might be just thinking, you know, I get on the debate stage and I get to talk about climate change the whole time, no matter what they ask me, and that will help the debate. That might be what he's thinking. Or I got elected governor of a state. Good point. He might think, look, good point. People like me. Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas, the failed governor of a small state. Armstrong and Getty have been letting listeners know about a UC Davis English professor for a while now who openly calls for killing police. UC professor Joshua Clover. It's the University of California, Marshall, correct? Yes, Yes. correct. Uh, The professor Joshua Clover is saying in a 2016 interview, people think that cops need to be reformed, they need to be killed. We We had one texter say maybe we're putting too much emphasis on killing cops. You don't get to advocate killing anybody. That's just one of those things you right. can't advocate. I'll grant you that. So you can't advocate murder. That's just that's been de- determined by the courts. So far, the university has not moved to fire Professor Clover, only issuing a reprimand. But the move to have Clover removed from his job has been picked up by California Assemblyman James Gallagher, who told A and G, "You know, this guy should be fired. Period." Gallagher going on to add, This is not a legitimate act in academic freedom. It has no legitimate purpose towards you know anything academic in nature. And? And it's, it's clearly an incitement to violence. Assemblyman Gallagher's... How does started, he work it into his English lectures? Cops need to be killed anyway. Back to Beowulf. Oh, these guys go off on tangents. All, they just they jabber about whatever right. they want to jabber about. It's and they they're righteous. They feel righteous about it, and their students congratulate them. The little snowflake students and everything. And how he gets there specifically, I don't know. But yeah, I've heard plenty of stories. The assemblyman starting a petition to get Professor Clover removed from his job, and we have it linked at ArmstrongAndGetty.com. They will walk in and begin the class with a, a discussion of uh, Donald J. Trump and how he's the new Hitler and whatever in a math class or humanities right. class or whatever. Amazon has come up with a way to both reduce its carbon output and give customers more control over when they get their packages by allowing people to choose once-a-week delivery. Huh. Under the new hmm. Amazon Day service, which begins next week, Prime members in the U.S. will be able to choose one day of the week to receive all their orders with Amazon holding the customer's packages throughout the week. That actually sounds pretty handy yeah. to me. Before delivering them on the day the customer selects. Helps with the whole porch pirate issue as yeah, well. Yeah, because we yep. kind of have them coming in and drips and drabs randomly. Or there's a, a big problem with, hey, we stopped by at 2 p.m. on a weekday. You weren't here of the next day. Hey, we were here at 2 p.m. on a week on workday. You know, these people yeah, can't ever get their packages. I wasn't here because I have a job. We have a, a new form of yoga that's apparently making the rounds. It's called rage yoga. Which offers Wait a minute. A, which offers Finally a, something for me. <laughs> 
which offers a chance to release pent-up frustrations in a healthy way. It involves yelling, cursing, bad humor, and many beer breaks. Bad humor. The woman behind it says she started it to help people who may feel intimidated by yoga and think that classes are too serious for them. These classes are offered online and at a number of cities around the country. Hmm. Beer breaks, yoga you routines. Say. Flexible of body, but not of attitude. This is perfect for you. Hmm. Rage Yoga. One last note. Star outfielder Bryce Harper agreed to a record $330 million 13-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies, the biggest in baseball history. Turning down the San Francisco Giants, who offered just a few million dollars less. And you get up around $315, $330. Right. Over the course of a number of years. Yeah, 10 years or a dozen years. years. Yeah. yeah, That's a long time. Yeah, that's an insignificant amount of money, I mean, given the amounts we're talking about. But taxes kept him out of yep. California to a large extent. But, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of a, 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 a an a-hole, uh, a, a, an a-hole. So, yeah, of course, I'm, you know, I'm, wherever he goes, he'll be worshipped as a god because he wears their laundry. And, I'm a Giants fan. And, I'm happy he's not on the team. Get a different great free agent. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There you go. Positive Sean's theory is that you have a couple of teams that are willing to break the bank and win a championship. And everybody else is just going to coast in mediocrity and split the TV money because all the TV money is shared. And hope that you catch lightning lightning in a bottle. It's conceivable. You accidentally make the playoffs, but it's not worth the gamble. Yeah, you flip assets for six years, and then maybe you have a good two-year run before they get too expensive for you to keep and kind of rinse repeat is is what the the smaller market's playbook seem to be. And it's Mm -hmm. always tough if you root for a team that isn't legitimately trying to win a championship. Right. Which I've rooted for lots of those, too. It's frustrating, yeah. It must be fun to root for the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Lakers, you know, whatever teams that every year are actually trying to win it all. Be more fun. Um, so we don't want to be the, the most serious radio show in America. So Certainly not. But our, our website is working. There were some complaints that the effort to get rid of that creepy professor, that we're having a little problem on our website, but it's all fine. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the petition. Join in the conversation. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. For you, John Mulvaney is hosting again on Saturday Night Live. Mulvaney, I, the there's Mulvaney, no in whatever it. he is, he was hilarious last time, and I look forward to seeing him again. Stand-up comedian. So I'll watch SNL tomorrow night. Uh, we mentioned this earlier in the week. For cable news ratings, Fox News and MSNBC finished first and second on cable in the cable news ratings race. CNN finished tenth behind the Hallmark Channel. USA Net and Investigation Discovery. Investigation Discovery? That'd be one of your third-tier Discovery channels. ESPN 5th, which is relatively lower for them, but February is slow after the Super Bowl. But anyway, so uh, that's for 
wow. CNN is nowadays. Sad. Um, uh, other ratings, Brian Williams might be getting the big job at MSNBC as his ratings are so good with the 11th hour that uh, they, they might give him Chris Matthews slot and um, a lot of the officials at MSNBC that feel like the Chris Matthews show is getting a little old and tired and that uh, Brian Williams might bring it. I might suggest to somebody who actually watches some of these cable news show that the fact that he is live, Brian Williams, at 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast is why he's beating all the other reruns on the other channels. Nobody else is doing live programming at 10 o'clock. They're right. running, running reruns from earlier. So. Right. Of course, he was cast into the late night where he, he, he ranges around in the darkness on all fours yeah, because, like a hunted beast because he was forced there because he's nuts. He's nuts. He lies about crazy things. And so they asked... Rounds coming into the airframe. Which never happened. And they asked NBC, is uh, any chance he'll end up on the nightly news? And they said, absolutely not. And then they went to ABC, where they're struggling in their evening newscast with David Muir, and uh, said, uh, have you considered Brian Williams? And they said, that will not happen. So yeah. nobody's... Nobody's willing to go that far. I became very sick with dysentery. Because he's a joke. His show is really good if you like that sort of thing. He's really good at breathless uh, impeachment talk and that sort of thing. And he's mostly just a host and pivots to various guests. But he's really good at that. He's like a Ryan Seacrest of, you know, news, advocate news. Right, right. I got caught up like an idiot reading an article about how Amy Klobuchar is mean to her staff. No, oh, jeez. I know. I know. I'm an idiot. I, I got admit this. it. Florida, always in Florida, there's a bill being proposed that dog petting while driving would be illegal. Uh, having your dog sit on your lap and petting it while you drive, illegal. Oh, sitting uh, in, okay. A AAA survey said 52% of people have pet petted their dog. You don't say petted. You just say pet. After they petted their dog. No. 52% of people said they have pet their dog. No. 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 You say that's wrong? Yes. Okay. I won't have it. Take it up with Action News. (laughs) Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) Will do. 52% of people say they have pet their dog while driving. 29% admitted, which is a funny word, (laughs) that they were distracted by their animal. Uh, The dog on the lap while driving thing. I don't think can be defended. I, I don't. It's it's a terrible idea for the dog or for you. Well, for your fellow drivers, it's okay. not safe. Uh, this person says, as long as I'm driving safely, there's no reason for them to have a say. Yeah, you uh, can't be right. driving safely if you have a dog on your lap. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. Sure, you could. You got a, you down, got, Hillary. You got a little calm dog sitting on your lap. You wouldn't even notice. I wouldn't do it. I don't want to draw, drive with a dang dog in my lap. But I don't think you even notice. What no, about my Saint why. Bernard? Your active, your Saint Bernard puppy, still in the crazy stage. I think that would be distracting. <laughs> Full grown Saint Bernard, <laughs> like peeking out of its armpit, trying to see something. <laughs> would you no, stop drooling? You would. You would like if you have to break. It's like have you ever had something on your passenger seat? You break and you realize it's sliding off your seat or whatever, and you reach for it, and the rest of it. And you got a dog on your lap; it's gonna go into the steering wheel. It's gonna block your vision. You're gonna grab at it. I don't want a dog in my car, tall. Then, then the me. school bus goes right off the bridge, thanks to you and your dog. <laughs> and you think that's okay? Ah, well. That I have pet while I'm drive. I am. <laughs> I am all for 
ticketing unsafe drivers, but this trying to preemptively anticipate Every, what actions yeah. will lead you to not being attentive enough and making those individual actions illegal are ridiculous. You can't have a coffee with whipped cream because you're going to have to stir it at some point. It settles on the bottom. There are a lot of things everybody does while they're driving that is distracting. Right. Therefore, there is a generalized charge mm-hmm. driving yeah. all distracted. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I saw this headline. I'm just now jumping into it. Bizarre final words and fight in the death chamber at inmates execution. How have we waited this long to get to this story? Texas inmate executed they mean it when they say death penalty in texas um you know he he killed people it's a horrifying story he received the uh, lethal injection uh the guy was 70 years old uh, once described by prosecutors as having a heart full of scorpions asked to make a final statement he replied that'll be five dollars okay he told the five witnesses he selected to be in attendance that he loved them then again said that'll be five dollars Then he nodded to the witnesses and said, take care. He gasped several times and began snoring. As he was finishing his statement, his son, a friend, and a daughter-in-law became emotional and violent. They were yelling obscenities, throwing fists, and kicking at others in the death chamber witness area. So are people making the argument that he was clearly mentally ill at the time that he was executed, saying crazy stuff? Mm, That'll be $5? No. No. I mean, I snort and yawn before I go to sleep, too, so I'm not sure why that's a big deal. He had a heart full of scorpions. Um, officers stepped in. The witnesses continued to resist. They were eventually subdued and moved to a courtyard when the two men were handcuffed. Why are you doing this? The woman asked. They just killed his daddy. For being a murderous scumbag. Yeah. God dang it. Yeah. Yeah. While the witnesses were being subdued outside, the single dose of pentobarbital was being administered to uh, Mr. Coble, pronounced dead. Uh, that's something. Fist fight in the death chamber. That'll be $5. What do you mean? You never. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Paying no attention to you. Now you're dead. Uh, you got to give these people a nickname, apparently. Dog Park Diane called 911 on a black guy. Oh, because boy. Got to have the nickname. Yeah, Dog Park Diane called 911 on a black guy because his dog humped her dog at the dog park. Maybe uh, make it into that paper that uh, Peter Bogosian and the crew unleashed on the world about... Dog Park Rapine in Portlandia. Dog Park Diane. Caught on video, of course. Called the cops because his dog was humping her dog. Yeah, and he went out, pulled the dog off. Like He did what a dog owner's supposed to do. And Mm. another example of... Well, I I guess my my couch and my floor are going to call the cops on my dog. Because he's... (laughs) He's one horny son of a gun. That is not what my old dog's now with a I like that. More on, it's a heavy sound. More on Joe's dog's amorous needs on Monday, I guess. I tell him all the time, hey, why don't you go back and find a squirrel, all right? You're weirding me out. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, my most updated theory on Donald Trump is that he doesn't enjoy being president, but he can't step down because as soon as he does, he's going to get hit with more indictments than he can possibly count because of the whole you can't indict a sitting president thing. I think the Southern District thing is is lingering in the background, and when he steps down, it's going to be like boxing an octopus. He's going to get hit from angles that he didn't even see coming. He's going to have uh, Air Force One drop him off somewhere without an extradition treaty. <laughs> 
I'm not rooting for that. It's just a joke. Don't write angry emails. Marsha Phillips, your final thought. Well, during that last story you were talking about, Joe, I kept thinking Heartful of Scorpions, great band name. Oh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Guns N' Roses' second album, right? Uh, hey, Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, I want to get that night vision surgery. It would be cool to see the frogs outside and actually see them, not just hear them, and maybe feed them candy. What? <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, do you have a final thought? That's worth following up on in case you missed it. Yeah, the Chinese claim to have invented this thing where you can get a shot in your eye where you'll have night vision for months. I, I can't imagine that there's any bad side effects oh, or downside boy. or risk no. involved. Oh, boy. <laughs> a shot in the eye doesn't sound that great anyway, but real night vision. Oh, my kids are going to be so excited when they hear this. My final thought, I'm, I'm in a great frame of mind because I'm going fishing with my buddy Craig. Really excited about that. But one of my favorite lines is, from the perspective of the fish... They're going to be yanked out of their world into outer space by their face. Well, nobody wants that. <laughs> They're not as happy about it as you, then. Well, the good news is we catch and release. Hmm. So you do it to them again. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people with thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the link to fire the professor who advocates killing cops. Also, if there's something we ought to be talking about, Send it along, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes or iHeartRadio, whatever. Yeah, feel free to tweet that story at your favorite journalist, too. We'll see you on Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Mac Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.